Hallelujah. Your faith makes you holy, part two. Your faith makes you holy, part two. And I want us to look at these scriptures. So before we go into these scriptures, I want us to um, I want us to to look, have this mentality that sin in the Old Testament is different from sin in the New Testament. In the New Testament, what is sin is lack of faith. Anytime you are not operating in faith, you are in sin. Hallelujah. Anytime you are not operating in faith, you are in what? You are in sin. You may be doing something that is morally sound, that men are applauding you, men are praising you, singing your praises. But if it is not in faith, it is what? Sin. Hallelujah. We, we, we established that last Sunday. So it takes faith for any man to experience true holiness. It takes what? It takes faith for any man to experience true holiness. If it is not of faith, then it is not. It is sin. If it is not of faith, then it is sin. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts of the Apostles. Acts of Apostles. Chapter 15. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15, verse 8 to 9. Or let me start from verse 6 to 9. He said, And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Amen. And when they had been with much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto the men and brethren, Ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Verse 9, And put no difference between us. No, verse 8, And God, which knoweth the house, bear them witness. Give him then the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. Hallelujah. He did what? He gave them the Holy Ghost, even as he has given unto us. God gave the Gentiles. Now, Paul, Peter was telling the council members, he said, listen, while ago the Lord spoke through me, the gospel was preached to the Gentiles. God made no distinction between us. God gave them the Holy Ghost as he has given us. Verse 9. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So how were the Gentiles has purified? How did the Gentiles receive the gospel? The scripture says God purified their heart by what? By faith. By what? By faith. So holiness is by faith. Say me, holiness is by faith. Let's say loud and clear. Holiness is by faith. Purity of heart is by faith. Let's say loud and clear. Purity of heart is by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purity of heart is by what? 
is by the the Gentiles were purified, their hearts were purified by faith, not by keeping the Ten Commandments, not by observing the laws, the Levitical laws, the Sabbatical laws. They were not made holy by observing and doing. They were made holy. Their hearts were purified by their believing the word of God that was preached to them, by their receiving the word of Christ, believing in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So the moment you believe in Christ Jesus, when your heart is purified, you are made holy, you are sanctified. Praise the Lord. Now, because of the nature of the flesh, we are told that there are two levels of sanctification. The first sanctification is the finished work of Christ. You are separated, you are made holy. Then the second part of sanctification is you work it out. You try to live a holy life, a life pleasing to God. Hallelujah. But there's a danger in that type of teaching. There's a what? There's danger in that type of teaching. So many people have endeavored on their own to live a holy life, and the more they try, the more they Hallelujah. Salvation is finished. It's a package that was delivered at the cross. Jesus finished it. Praise the Lord. And then the scripture says, the just shall live by his faith. So the just that has received Jesus as his Lord and Savior, whose heart is purified by faith, must live the holy life, the holiness of Christ by faith. Hallelujah. Can I think I share the story? A, 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 a man that everybody knew was a sinner. And this man couldn't just, you know, serve God. And then this man came as the word of the word of God came. The man went forward to go and give his heart to Christ, knelt down and prayed. And then received forgiveness of sins, repented, and asked God to forgive him. To cut the long story short, the man after the church, some followers came to him and said, Well, how did you feel? He said, I didn't feel anything. He said, God has not forgiven you. You've not repented. He said, You have to feel something. He said, But God said in his word. So I take God by his word that he has forgiven me. Now, do you know that for for a month for about some time? Folks that were in church, that were believers, that were there claiming they are sanctified, they are holy, tried to talk this man out of his salvation. They tried to convince him that he was not forgiven. They tried to, for, to convince him that he was not born again because his sins have not been forgiven because he did not feel anything. He did not cry. He did not weep. He did not do all those sensational things. The man said, no, I'll take God by his word. He said, if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me. I confess, he has forgiven me, I believe it, I don't need to feel anything. And then, the following day he met him, he said, can I share my testimony? He said, yes. He said, I came out and asked God to forgive me my sins. God forgave me and I'm so thrilled and I'm so happy that he has forgiven me. Now, do you notice that you know, and, and it came two weeks. This man was still sharing his testimonials of what his testimony being forgiven, and how he was forgiven and free from sin. And then one time he met his co-worker and they were talking to cut the whole story short. The man 
remembered how God forgave him his sins. And he shouted. He shouted that the, the, his colleague was so afraid. He said, what is it? What is the matter? He said, he said, just remembering that my sins are all forgiven. I'm so trained. I'm so happy. He said, until we learn the, the mystery of our faith in Christ Jesus, we will equate feeling for holiness, we will equate looks for holiness, and we will be sure that when Jesus comes, only a few will be found wanting. Remember he said in Luke 18, he said, when the Son of Man shall come, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find what? Faith on the earth. Hallelujah. The chanters were purified. Their hearts Heart is purified by faith. Oh, say it loud and clear. My heart is purified by faith. I am purified by faith. I am made pure by faith. Hallelujah. You are made pure by faith in God's word. It begins with faith in God's word, then it affects your character, it affects your behavior. If it is not by faith and you try to live it out on your own way, you, you will fall short. You will fail. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is what Paul said, I have no righteousness of my own. That is what Paul said, the life that I live in the flesh, Galatians 2.20, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. Hallelujah. Let, let me say this. Any attitude, any act which is not of faith is sin. Any character manifestation, let, let me say this, any character manifestation, any attitude, any act, anything you do that is not of faith is sin. This what is said You could get away with that in the, under the old covenant. So your attitude, nobody knowing the state of your heart could be classified as holiness. But in the New Testament, it is no longer so. It is no longer so because God looks into the heart. God deals with the heart. If the heart is not purified, the character cannot be pure. Hallelujah. If the heart is not pure, the character cannot be pure. Write it down. If the heart is not purified by faith, character cannot be pure. Hallelujah. If your heart is not purified by faith, what will happen? Your character cannot be pure. Your character cannot be pure. God deals with heart. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. You see that? With the heart, man believes. So if the heart is not pure, character cannot be pure, words cannot be pure. Even your dressing cannot be pure. Hallelujah. So that is why most people think they can dress their way into holiness. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You cannot dress your way into holiness. If your heart is not pure, your dressing is not pure, your character is not pure, you are still under the control of sin. Can somebody say amen? amen. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Attitude with that purity of heart is sin in the New Testament. 
So somebody could be in the church, so pious. I, I told you a story about a man who, when the Spirit of God was moving, when the anointing was so heavy, this man stood to prophesy. God gave a word through this man. And you know, I told you, Hagar, when it was so wonderful, it was so refreshing, but Hagar told God in the night, he said, Lord, if you more so will have been blessed. People who have believed in Sister Susan, so she has a testimony. She has this, and God spoke to Hagar. He said, what? He said, you are looking at her outwardly. And God opened her fire. And how she has been so rebellious. She has not obeyed God. By the time God finished with her, Hagar repented. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what was the sin of that man? He was going into a nightclub or a place that he was not supposed to go. He entered and came back and said, Lord, I'm sorry for even entering this place. And everybody wanted to crucify him. But God sees the heart of man. Hallelujah. God sees the heart of man. Hallelujah. So your purity is by faith. Your purity is by what? Is by faith. You become pure by faith. You become pure by faith. Not by works, but by faith in the finished work of Christ. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 14, the last verse, Paul was talking about eating. And in that statement of eating, Paul talked about how if you eat or whatever, if you don't eat in faith, and whatever is not of faith is sin. Because most people said that not everything was sanctified. Others believe that everything is sanctified by God so they could eat. So there was confusion in the Roman church out to eating some were vegetarians and Paul said if you will eat something that will cause your, your brother to sin then you better not eat and if you are not going to eat and the other person will be sinning then you better eat and Paul gave them this whatever is not done in faith is sin hallelujah that is what the scripture says in Hebrews 11 verse 6 it says with that faith it is impossible to please God he that comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him hallelujah now let me show you something real quick and then and I want you to pay attention here the soul of Israelites the rebellion of Israelites, the sin that they sin against God, can be found in Psalm 78. We don't have time to read through all of that. But I just want to pick one part of Psalm 78 and read something to you. So let's go to the book of Psalm 78. Hallelujah. Psalm 78. And verse 19 going. Let's read from verse 16 going and then you'll see the picture. Verse 16 He brought trees also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. They sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. Now look at the mighty works God did in Egypt, the place God brought upon Pharaoh. All the signs and wonders that these people saw in Egypt. After they left, God divided the rest. 
And there was a physical manifestation of the Chicanah glory of God. That God was with them in the night, a pillar of fire. In the day, it was a pillar of cloud. It was cloud by day. It was fire by night. Every single time, these two signs never departed from the cup of Israel. To prove to them that God was with them. To prove to them that God has not left them. There was a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day. Yeah, the scripture said they sinned against God. They did what? They sinned against God. They tempted God. Verse 17. They sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking for meat for their lust. They tempted God where? In their heart. Yet they spoke against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Did you see that? They could not believe that God could furnish a table in the wilderness. They could not believe that they can still be eating good. God could take care of them in the wilderness. Now after the miracles that they saw, and the pillar of fire by night, and the pillar of cloud by day, they asked, they, they sinned against God. Now let me run fast because we have so many scriptures we have to cover today. Hallelujah. Because next Sunday we are going to the second dimension of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 20, Behold, he smoked the rock, that the waters gushed out, the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Look at the question they are asking. Yes. The water came out of the rocks for us to drink. But can he give us bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? <laughs> Look, the human heart, eh? the human, that's what the book of Jeremiah said. The heart is desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17. The heart is what? Desperately wicked. So God does not deal with men based on their outward look. God deals with men based on their heart. Hallelujah. God deals with men based on what? Based on their heart. Based on their heart. Based on their heart. Praise the Lord. So if the heart is not right, nothing can be right. Amen. If the heart is not right, nothing can be what? Nothing can be right. So that is why the Gentiles were purified. By their hearts were purified by faith. Israel. Israel's heart was not purified by faith. Because Jesus has not yet died on the cross. Hallelujah. So their holiness was ceremonial. It was what? It was ceremonial. So if as long as physically you do not do it, you are considered holy. The content of their heart could not be put to question. But here, God gave them physical signs and wonders. God manifested signs and wonders so that that will compel them to believe God. But the scripture says the sin against God. They did what? The sin against God. Verse 21. Therefore the Lord heard him and was lost. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came upon Israel. Because they believed not in God, nor trusted in his salvation. You see the word trusted in his salvation? Some translations said, said that they did not believe in the deliverance that God brought for them or God wrought for them. They did not believe what? In the deliverance. What deliverance? 
is the scripture talking about? Amen. What deliverance is the scripture talking about? The deliverance from bondage, from the house of sin, from slavery. They did not believe in that deliverance. Did you see that? You can read it in the new translations. You can read it, especially New Living Translation of, of NIV. Is that they did not believe in the deliverance of God. They did not believe in the deliverance of God. Now, we are told in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. It says, who has delivered us from the authority of darkness. Did you see that? The authority of darkness, whatever is sin, every trace of sin is a direct representation of darkness. And the scripture says, God has delivered us from that. Now, it is your duty to believe that you have been delivered from sin. It is your duty to believe that your weaknesses have been dealt with. It is your duty to believe that Christ is manifesting through you. They did not believe in the salvation that God wrought for them. Hallelujah. Say me, I believe in the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. Or say it loud and clear, I believe in the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. One more time, loud and clear, I believe in the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. You see, that's why he said in the Gospel of John, he said, whosoever the Son shall set free or shall make free, shall be what? Shall be free indeed. Free from what? Free from sin. Free from sin. So if you don't believe you are free from sin, there's nothing else God can do for you. You remain a sinner. We believe God for healing. We believe God for prosperity. Only a few are believing God for holiness. They still think that they must work out their holiness by themselves. That is why they are failing. That's why they are failing. Paul said, the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Save me my holiness. In Christ Jesus is by faith, not by works. Hallelujah. Your holiness is by faith, not by works. So let me read verse 22 again. Because they believe not in God, neither trusted in his salvation. Now let me show you another wonderful story. You remember the book of Numbers? When they were asked to go and search the land, they came with an evil report. He said, we are not able to go and possess that land. Did you see that? Now, they did not believe that God actually delivered them from Egypt, from Egypt. That the power of Pharaoh was broken from them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They did not, want, they did not believe in that. So when they saw the giant, they said, we are not able. We are not able. We are not able. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The holiness that is in Christ Jesus 
is by faith. The holiness that is in Christ Jesus is by what? Is by faith. Let me show you something real quick. In Hebrews chapter 3. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Verse, verse 12. Hebrews 3 verse 12. The scripture said this. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Let there be what? Any one of you an evil heart of unbelief. You see, in the New Testament, unbelief is sin. Unbelief is what? Is sin. Is sin. In, in fact, it is the only sin in the New Testament. Unbelief, lack of faith is the only sin in the new in the new covenant in the New Testament. So the writer of Hebrews said this. He was giving a comparison of what happened in the children of Israel when they did not believe that God was able to deliver them and give them the land of the uh, Canaan land. When they saw the giants on the land, they got discouraged. They said, we are not able. We are not able. An evil heart of unbelief was manifesting in their midst and God rejected them. And they died. From 20 years above, they all died. None of them entered Canaan land. None of them entered Canaan land. Here we are told, Paul, Paul, I believe Paul is the writer of Hebrews, is admonishing us. He said, take it, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Then he said, exalt one another day while it is called today. Let any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So evil heart of unbelief, unbelief is lack of faith. Unbelief is what? Lack of faith in what? Lack of faith in the finished work of Christ. Just as they do not believe that God delivered them from Pharaoh. God delivered them from the power of Pharaoh. God delivered them from the rescue. They did not take all the deliverance that God wrote for them to have. So God rejected them from entering Canada. God rejected them from doing what? Entering Canada. Now watch here. Hebrews 10, 38. Hebrews 10, 38. Look at this. Hebrews 10, 38. He says, let's read 37, 38. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Which New International Version says, the just have life through his faith. Now look at what 
the right of Hebrew added to this place, which is very powerful because he took this from Habakkuk. Now the just are led by faith. If any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Did you see that? Now, in Galatians, that wasn't added. Romans did not add it. But if you go to Habakkuk and Hebrews, that is the Habakkuk is the original, is the person God spoke to him about this. He said, The just shall live by his faith. But if any man draws back, so people draw back, people go back to sin for lack of faith. People go back to sin for weakness of faith. I better me. People sin because they don't have adequate faith. So if people sin because they don't have adequate faith, then they are only they are only made holy by adequate faith. By what? By adequate faith. If any man draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Did you see that? He said, let no man, he said, let everybody should pay attention. Let there not be an evil heart of unbelief. So you see, evil is attached to the word what? Lack of faith. You see, evil is attached to what? So lack of faith brings you an evil heart. It brings you an evil evil heart. You start to possess, you start to manifest an evil heart anytime you step out of the arena of faith. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Hebrews 4 verse 2. We are going to be running through a lot of scriptures, so please follow me. Hebrews 4 verse 2. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come, should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them. That headed. You see that? He said the gospel is preached, the word is preached, but they did not mix it with their faith. Did you see that? God preached to them that I will give you the land of Canaan. But they did not mix it with their faith. So they could not enter the land. They could not enter the land. Anytime the word of God is preached and you don't receive it, then you are in sin. You are what? You are in sin. So sin is not when someone goes to steal. That is just the act we are seeing. The sin of the heart is dangerous than the sin of works. Anytime the word of God is preached and you don't mix your faith, you don't receive that word in faith, you are already you are already in sin. The gospel was preached to us as well as unto them. But when they received the gospel, they did not mix it with their faith. So they could not enter into God's rest. They could not enter into God's rest. So if the gospel is preached to you, that Jesus is your sanctification. Jesus is your holiness. Jesus wants to live through you or is living through you and you don't believe that. You are in sin. There's no way you can be pure. Are you getting it? There's no way you can be pure. That is why we are telling people you have to be this, you have to be... No. That is wrong teachings. We have to tell them Jesus has done it. He is your holiness. Receive him as your holiness. 
why do you receive him as your healer and not receive him as your holiness? We go before him and say, you are my healer, you are my redeemer. We call him redeemer. Redeemer for what? He redeems you from what? From sin. Is that not it? Do you believe that you have been redeemed from sin? If you believe he has redeemed you from sin, why don't you believe that he has made you holy? He is your holiness. We can't choose one and leave one. Salvation is a whole package. It's a whole what? It's a whole package. If he forgave you your sin, redeemed you from sin, made you righteous, he made you holy at the same time. Hallelujah. You mixing your faith in his holiness makes you holy. Write that statement down. You mixing your faith in his holiness makes you holy. Hallelujah. So the mixing my faith in the holiness of Christ Jesus makes me holy. Oh, let's say it loud and clear. Mixing my faith in the holiness of Christ Jesus makes me holy. Hallelujah. So if holiness is not a struggle, we should not struggle to live a holy life. We should not struggle to live a pure life. Christ is our holiness. Praise the Lord. Christ is what? Our holiness. So when you receive the word of God in the era of holiness, now the church has just woken up to righteousness. They have a right standing with God. Hallelujah. But then when it comes to holiness, he says, yes, now you are right, but now you have to try. But the moment they bring you to the word try, forget it, you are under the law, you will fall. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer me, but Christ. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if the life you are living in the flesh is not the life of Christ, if Christ is not living through your natural life, then you are not yet in faith. Amen? You are not yet in what? You are not yet in faith. You are still in sin. If Christ is not living through your natural life, if he's not living through your natural life, you are not yet in faith. Hallelujah. So I think the church has to hammer in this area. We have to hammer in this area until it sinks into people's subconscious mind. That Christ is my holiness. That by faith in his holiness, I become holy and I walk in holiness. For example, when you are sick, they say believe, when you pray, believe that you are here, And they will try, they will, they will, they will not say act your faith. They will say walk. Take a step. Take a step of faith. Do this. And you are practicing your word. You are healing. Is that not it? Christ is your holiness by faith. Is that not it? So you practice holiness by faith. You do what? You practice holiness by faith. He is your holiness. You practice that holiness by faith. Praise the Lord. If holiness by physical, if holiness were was physical manifestation, there will, be no, there will be no need for grace. It is the issue of the heart. And it has to be demonstrated. It has to be demonstrated by what? By 
by the by the heart. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. They heard the word of God, they do not miss it with faith. Now, let me give you the word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, one of my favorite verses, it said, because of God, because of the love of God, we are in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is made unto us wisdom. You see that? Now, if we want to walk in wisdom, we have to believe that Christ is made unto us wisdom. We have to receive him as our wisdom by faith for his wisdom to manifest in us. Then second, he said he is made unto us what? Righteousness. Christ, our righteousness. And if you read Jeremiah 30, 31, 32, you see all of the teachings of the new covenant there. The next word, Christ is made unto us is what? Sanctification, which is what? Holiness. Hallelujah. He is made unto us what? Holiness. Then redemption. Is that not it? Now, we are so comfortable with redemption and we have become comfortable now because of so many men of God that have started teaching righteousness. We have become comfortable with righteousness. But holiness and sanctification or sanctification is still a struggle. It's still a struggle. If you believe he is your deliverance, if you believe he is your redemption, you have to believe he is your sanctification also. You have to believe he is your holiness also. Then you mix your faith with that. You mix your faith with his holiness and then you start living a holy life. You mix your faith with his holiness, then you start living a holy life. You mix, you start, you start taking baby steps in holiness. You start doing what? Just a healing. Just like healing. You start to do things that you couldn't do before. So you start to exercise steps of holiness. Steps of holiness. Steps of holiness. And as you increase those steps, the Lord releases upon you more grace for holiness. More grace for purity. And before you know, every weakness of the flesh gives way. Hallelujah. 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 Are you blessed this morning? So with Christ is my holiness. And I mix my faith in his holiness. And I walk in holiness practically. I live in holiness practically. Holiness is my natural life. Hallelujah. My attitude is holiness. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Not believing that Christ is your holiness or not believing that Christ made you holy is a sin. It is a sin not to believe that Christ made you holy. It's a sin not to believe that he has purified your heart. It is a sin not to believe that he is your redemption. Hallelujah. Let's go to Titus chapter 2. <clears throat> Titus chapter 2. Hallelujah. We have a lot of scriptures. If we don't finish, no problem. We'll just continue next week. Oh. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Verse 14. Watch here. Let, let, me start, let me start from verse 11 to 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation as appeal unto all men, teaching us 
doing what? Teaching us. You see, when you mix your faith with his holiness, when you mix your faith with what he has become for you, his grace begins to teach you. Hallelujah. Teaching us to do what? To deny what? Denying ungodliness. So the holiness of Christ teaches. Hallelujah. Say me, the holiness of Christ teaches. Or say it loud like the holiness of Christ teaches. It teaches you to deny the world, to deny ungodliness, to deny sin, to run away from sin. It teaches you. It teaches you. Praise the Lord. Teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearance of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 14, who gave himself for us? So Jesus has given himself for you that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Did you see that? And purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Did you see that? Purify unto himself. So when you believe in the holiness that is in Christ Jesus, the more he purifies you unto himself. Can you say amen to that? Amen. When you mix your faith with the holiness that is in Christ Jesus, with the holiness that you have received in Christ Jesus, the more he purifies you, the more pure you are, the more purified you become. But it all boils down to faith. It boils down to faith. That is why I told you that faith is the persuasion of God. He uses his word to do what? To persuade you. So when he says he has become your sanctification, he's persuading us that hey, you and I am now your holiness. That inside that word, we we receive the persuasion of God. Inside that word, we are being influenced. That influence is what we call faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, there's a lot of things that we have, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. But this is one area where many preachers will bash their members, hit them so hard. God, God is, you are not walking in the holy life, you are not this, you are not, because it is all about Christ, not you. If you were capable of living a holy life, Christ will go to the cross for you. Are you getting me? He won't die for you and not demand that you live a holy life by your own will. No. It is not possible. Hallelujah. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. So the more you believe in his holiness, the more you are purified, the more good works you are able to do. Did you see that? That's how it works. The more you believe in the holiness that is in Christ Jesus, the more you believe that he is your holiness, 
He is your sanctification. The more your heart is purified for good works. For good works. Hallelujah. May God grant you understanding. Amen. I said, may God grant you understanding. Amen. Look at First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-two. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-two. Hallelujah. So let me read from verse eighteen to twenty-two. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation. You see this word vain conversation here. Your former lifestyle. The life that was the unholy lifestyle that you lived in the past. Did you see that? He said, you have been redeemed from that old lifestyle. Did you see that? You have been redeemed from what? Save me by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have been redeemed from my old unholy lifestyle. When that man came and said God has forgiven him and he wasn't crying and showing any emotions, the religious men in their midst almost discouraged him. Hallelujah. So by the blood of Jesus Christ, you were redeemed from that unholy lifestyle. It's a received by tradition from your forefathers. That is the nature of our forefathers. The sins of our forefathers that manifested through us. So we have been redeemed from it. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a law without blemish and without spot. For verily was, who verily was for them before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in this last time for you. He said, who by him do believe in God? That raised him up from the dead and gave him glory and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Verse 22, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit. Now, now look at verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls, how were their souls purified? He said, by obeying the truth. What truth? What truth? By obeying the truth that by the blood of Jesus Christ they have been redeemed from their unholy lifestyles. Hallelujah. By obeying the truth that by the blood of Jesus Christ they have been redeemed from every unholy lifestyle. Did you see that? Not by works. Not by wearing long gowns, covering your hair, not putting makeup, not brushing your teeth. <laughs> you know, and you, you, you see them, you don't know whether you don't know what to make of them, whether they were living in Genesis or Exodus, you don't know which time they were living. Even in the days of Sarah, they make they put nice makeups. They dress well, they have necklace, they have bracelets. Some of these holy, you know, these holiness people that we see around, you know, can you imagine Pharaoh, Pharaoh falling in love with Sarah those days? 
Can you imagine Sarah dressing like one of these holiness people that we see today? Pharaoh would never fall in love with such a woman. And some of them, their husbands are tired. They look at, they don't know whether it's a man or a woman. Oh, come on. So it may I am free from every traditional behaviors of my fathers. By the blood of Jesus, I am free from every traditional behavior. Unholy behaviors. I am free by the blood of Jesus Christ. So anytime these holiness people quote first Peter uh, 22, they don't start from verse 18. They just you to say, you have to purify yourself, you have to be obedient to the spirit of God. Yes, he said the truth. What is the truth? The truth is the word. The truth is what? The word. And the word says that by the incorruptible blood of Jesus Christ, they in love with that blemish. By that blood, you were redeemed from your own lifestyle. You were redeemed from unholy lifestyle. And when you believe that word, you mix your faith with that word, the holiness becomes a practical thing for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say this. <laughs> purity of heart, purity of soul or mind is by faith. Is by what? Is by faith. Purity, purity of heart, purity of mind is by faith in God's word. Whatever God says about you is the truth. Whatever God says about you is the truth. Whatever God says about you is the truth. If he says he has purified you, believe that. If he says he has sanctified you, make you holy, believe that. Praise the Lord. Let's run up. Our time is almost up. Thank you, Jesus. Watch here. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Corinthians, sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. This is another scripture that so many holiness people would like to use. Hallelujah. Watch here. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all fitness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, look at what he said here. When they read it, they forget the first phrase. Having therefore these promises. What are promises? What are promises? Promises are God's word. Is that not it? Promises are what is written concerning us. What, God, what has God promised us? He promised us righteousness, wisdom, holiness, redemption. It's not because of these promises our hearts can be cleansed. Our lives can be cleansed. Our hearts can be purified. Our lives can be purified. So without the promises of God, no one can live a holy life. I don't care how you dress. You can dress like a Middle East woman. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Without the promises, without the word, say with me, without the word of God, Without faith in the word of God, let's say clear. Without faith in the word of God, no man can live a holy life. 
Hallelujah. He started this verse by saying, therefore having these promises, the promise that our hearts have been purified by faith, the promise that Christ is our holiness, the promise that we have been redeemed from our own holiness star, the promise that God has sanctified us by faith, the promise that the just shall live by his faith. That in a time you demonstrate faith, it is counted to you righteousness. Abraham demonstrated faith, it was counted to him righteousness. Anytime you demonstrate faith, it is counted to you righteousness, it is counted to you purity, it is counted to you holiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Thessalonians. Before we go to First Thessalonians, let's read First Peter chapter one. Go to First Peter chapter one, verse sixteen. First Peter chapter one, verse fifteen. This is another scripture that the holiness movement will use against you if you are not careful. Now let's start from verse. Uh, verse 13. It's a well for guide up your, the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which has called you is holy, so ye be holy in all manner of what? Conversation or lifestyle. Did you see that? He who has called you to be holy, you also be what? Holy. Because it is written, be you holy, for I am holy. You see that? Be you holy. So if Christ is not your holiness, if holiness is not by accepting Christ your holiness, then you have no holiness at all. He said, be you holy, for I am holy. And we are told first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 that Christ is our holiness. Hallelujah. Christ is our holiness. Hallelujah. He said in the book of Jeremiah, he said the Lord will make a highway and it will be called holiness unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He is our holiness. So when you believe that he is your holiness, you become what? You become holy. You believe he is your holiness, then you become holy. Praise the Lord. Because it is written, Verse 15, but as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be you holy, for I am holy. Praise the Lord. Then finally, First Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Thessalonians is after Colossians. Verse 4. Verse 3 to 4. Or let me, let me read verse 1 to 4. Furthermore, furthermore then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you have received of us, how we ought to walk and to please God, so you will abound more and more. 
For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Did you see that? Verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification. Now, the greatest mystery here is that everyone should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Did you see that? Verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. The will of God is what? Your, the word sanctification is your holiness. Did you see that? The will of God for you is what? Holiness. And Christ is your holiness. You believe in that holiness. Your heart is purified. Then you are able to live a holy life. By faith. You are able to live a holy life by faith. That everybody should know how to... So how do you possess your vessel? In sanctification, in holiness. How do you possess your vessel in holiness and in honor? By believing that Christ is your holiness. Hallelujah. How do you possess your vessel in sanctification and honor? By believing that Christ is your holiness. And you mix your faith in that holiness and you start living a holy life. That is how you possess your vessel in sanctification. Hallelujah. It is not of works. It is of the heart. It is of the heart. It is of the heart. Holiness is of the heart. You possess your vessel in holiness and in honor by accepting Jesus Christ as your holiness. You are certain as your holiness. You believe in his holiness for you. You believe Christ, your holiness. And it affects your heart. And when that holiness affects your heart, it affects the way you live. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this moring Say with me, Christ is my holiness. I believe in that holiness. And by believing that holiness, my heart is purified. And I, I am walking in holiness by faith. I am walking in holiness by faith. My holiness is by faith in Christ Jesus. My holiness is by faith in Christ Jesus. My holiness is by faith in Christ Jesus. Christ is my holiness. Christ is my holiness. I am living a holy life. I am living a purified life. A sanctified life. A life that is not pleasing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Giving glory and honor. Praise His name. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lift up your voice and give Him thanks. 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 Christ 